0: These things are sent to try us.
1: (laughs) What a hilarious thing to reference! (laughs) These things are sent to try us.
0: Melisma, honey, she's in the house.
1: Melisma. Please welcome to the stage. Melisma. Hey, Ma. Melisma McCarthy. (laughs) <laughs> That's my track name, Melisma McCarthy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is funny.
0: Welcome back to We Love That. I'm your host, Kenyon Duncan. And
1: I'm your other host, Jerome Walker. And I think that this might actually get us nominated for Best uh, Spoken Word Podcast. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Pr- Best Progressive Science Fiction <laughs> Spoken Word Best
1: Project. r and sci-fi, uh, duo, podcast, sung, melodic, verse. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. I'm back, I'm back. I'm here today. <laughs>
1: I'm back, 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 back again. <laughs> Hi, how, how are you? doing, you, uh, Clown. Oh, oh. Jester, you, really beat you me have to done it. it again. Constantly raising the bar for the circus. And doing it <laughs> foolishly.
0: The number of That's applications
1: that that has it's endless. <laughs> it's always right. That's the type of, th- like... That's why I like shut up so much from positions, because I'm like, yeah, there are many instances in which I could use this very thing. That's exactly how I feel about that Michelle Obama video. Hey, clown, jester, you have done it again. How are you doing? (laughs) You know, feeling just a bit uh,
0: demoralized. Uh, A bit put down. (laughs) Um, no, actually, today was a very good day. Um, well, and it's still going, which is the truth. It is.
1: Famously, Um, it's earlier in the day for you than it is for me, though it is the same time. What's up with that? You know what I mean?
0: Look, when we actually do our time travel episode, I think we're going to dive into it. I thought your thing was that every episode was a time travel episode. Okay, well, that is true. But, you know, when we get, like, the meta episode of, like...
1: When like, we're whoa. time traveling. Right. Right. Okay. Right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do have to bring up something that... Um, I have to bring up two things that I said yesterday because I couldn't help myself. But I have to bring them up now on the podcast. The first one is a tweet I saw <laughs> that <laughs> says that dancing on my own is Mrs. Brightside. <laughs> and that is blowing me away. Like, like it, it's true. They are each other's mate. Right. Except that I hate Mr. Brightside and I love <laughs> dancing on my own. How do you feel about Mr. Brightside? It just is one of those things that plays. You know? Okay, my thing <laughs> is that I got to college. Just disregarding what you said. Um, my thing is that I got to college, and, you know, all these white people were like, oh my god, I love this song. I had never heard it before. I never heard that song before I got to Yale. Right. Absolutely. And so then all of a sudden, everyone was like, oh, like, we all love and remember this song. And I was like, no, I don't. It just, like, it... It's fun
0: to be in a room with people who like something. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, being (laughs) where we were, if you put that on, (laughs) lots of
1: people would like that thing. I just don't know why you would put it on instead of, like... I don't know. I can think of a million songs that are more fun than that song. <laughs> like Dancing on My Own. Why would you put on. Like Dancing. Literally, like Dancing on My Own, which is impeccable. It's such a good song. It's unbelievable. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. I'm right over here. Why can't you see me? And I'm giving it my all, but I'm not the girl who's. I'm sorry. Oh no. You've <laughs> <She's> lost it. <laughs> I just <him>. started crying. <laughs> but I'm not the girl you're taking home.
0: I think that it just Aren't is very also like.
1: Own? Queer energy,
0: right? It's giving you like I there's guess so. this yes, yes, I love see. that I can't access because of
1: some reason. <laughs> wow, uh, is that what Mr. Brightside is about? I have never, not once, looked into the lyrics of the song. No, 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 no. I
0: think Mr. Brightside is is rather
1: straight in its
0: presentation, Ew. at least.
1: <laughs> I mean, who wants to hear that? Not me. Yeah. If that's
0: not, um, what is that song that we recorded? <laughs> Clench my <laughs> fist and crack it open. Oh, what
1: is that song? Blue Eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, like, Mr. Brightside is the the new age behind Blue Eyes. Yeah. In that, um, I would not know or care about either of those songs if I had not <laughs> gone to Yale. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> Shout out to the Who! Shout out to the Who! Shout out to Miss Oliver Schulsen. <laughs> introducing <Wow>. me to <laughs> Behind Blue Eyes. Um, okay, the other thing I texted you about uh, this should be a new segment of the show of the podcast. But <laughs> we just read. Where our we text. talk about. No, 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 not that. That That's the whole thing. Oh, okay, right, <laughs> whole, right, right, right. The whole thing is the segment where we read our text to each other. Um, there should be a new segment where there's like a thing that I was not aware of that apparently was obvious because oh, it's the language. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh but my gosh. this is about Flow Rida, and it is, I know that Flow Rida is Florida. Duh. I know that. But I didn't get that flow rider is like flow rider. Like he's riding. The degree the to which
0: you like didn't even have to change the pronunciation.
1: <laughs> I thought it was just like syllables. That's I his it was gig. A cool way like, to pronounce Florida. That is what Flo Flow rider. Gig. I guess I knew Flow. I got that flow was like flow, like go with the flow. Like, you know, the flow of a rapper, the flow. No, I didn't no, get no. that rioto was like a rider. <laughs> I don't think it's that obvious. <laughs> but it's just
0: this sound. It's just what they are. <laughs> and what they mean. Just recalling past no instances writer. of this,
1: um, we had Subway. Subway, which I think is not as straightforward as it may seem. It It was more of just like, you know, a homonym. That like, oh yeah, Subway is both what this restaurant is called, and it's also what you call the train. That doesn't mean that they're related, but then it turns out that they are. But
0: that's the funny th- <laughs> Subs, like, that's the thing. That's how, that's the
1: branding. <laughs> I think the funniest part about that is that I backed into it, is that I was like, (laughs) oh, on Wizards of Waverly Place, the Waverly substation, like substation, like a subway (laughs) station, but also like for submarine sandwiches. Like, that's cute. Like, someone should do that in real life. And then I realized it's the largest fast food chain in the world.
0: And to, so to all the parents out there who are saying, you know, my kids watch Disney Channel too much and it's never going to teach them anything. Here we have an example Of Disney Channel really just teaching you everything.
1: Um, And what was the other one? I can't remember. I put it out of my mind. Anyway, this has to be a segment. What do do we call it?
0: Jerome? I don't know. Jerome figures out what things are called.
1: (laughs) Jerome (laughs) understands (laughs) the meanings of words for the first time. (laughs) That's good. Catchy. Rolls off the tongue. And in speaking of segments, bring us into a moment for this world. Wow.
0: Um, yeah, the world, uh, it's full. I mean, there are so many moments to choose from, but the one I'm interested in talking about today um, is, did you hear about Dave Chappelle and
1: the Chappelle show? Yeah, so I, uh, he was on... <laughs> he was on... Um... Okay, I'm sorry, I have to take a moment, because I do that all the time, and whenever I'm editing the podcast... I want to cut it out, because I hate that I do that. It sounds so gross. (laughs) I was going to say something
0: about that offline, like, weeks ago. But then I was like,
1: no, just let Jerome do his thing. Why are you trying to craft his style? When I, like, garble my words, and then I, like, garble them on purpose, and then I just keep going, and so then I can't cut it out, because I've just gone straight through. Anyway, we're keeping this all in. Um, (laughs) He was on Saturday Night Live uh, after the election and said something about... um, uh,
0: Not getting paid.
1: Yeah, he said that the Chappelle show was on Netflix, but he wasn't receiving any money for it. And, like, kind of made a joke about it, but it kind of was like, okay. (laughs) You know, it was like, uh, lol. But, no, so what happened? Well, yeah, so it got lost in the,
0: you know, sauce. The election of it all. Uh Um, And that's what everyone wanted to talk about from that. But, yeah, no, basically... He saw no money. He found out that it was happening, like, <laughs> some back way. It was like, oh, did you hear that your, your show is going on Netflix? And he was like, what? He logs on to Netflix. It's like, what is like, this doing
1: here? <laughs> Picked for you, your show. <laughs> Maybe you'll like this.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, the company who owns, owns it and owns the show title and his image and likeness in the show, that's crazy. Which is wild that, that people happens. can own likenesses and images, but that's a whole nother kind right. of worms. Just uh, put a deal together, gave it to Netflix, and he didn't receive anything from it. Um, and so Whoa. he put out this thing, basically being like, "If you like my work, then you should not watch this on Netflix. You should boycott, you know, watching the Chappelle Show on Netflix. Don't watch it." Um, and he's Netflix not money from it. Netflix. Heard his cry and was like, "We're taking this down,"
1: and just took it down.
0: Yeah, so it was up Out for of the like you know, the of last Netflix's heart. Yeah, it's up for the last like three weeks, and now it's completely gone again. Whoa, um, which is just like wild. Imagine making a thing. You know, we talk about making things all the time here. You make a thing, that we do, and then like you just you just lose all creative control over it.
1: Uh, well, that's not really what's happening. I guess you not you're, creative you're not, control. But the people are making money off of it, and you aren't profiting from it at all. <laughs> you create something, and then someone else is create, is gaining all the profit from it. That's crazy. Right. I mean, not to make it all about profit, but it's like, you know, if someone makes something, they should be paid for the thing that they made. Absolutely. If, I mean, someone, if anyone's just, making money off of it. <laughs> right.
0: And it's not just in... Uh, you know, in in movies or in TV. It's like this happens all the time in music, people's contracts.
1: Well, it reminds me of, I mean, obviously this happens to a lot of people, not just the person that I'm about to bring up, but it's reminding me of the Taylor Swift saga, Have you Mm. been keeping up. Mm. I have not, honestly. So basically, her, I'm really going to mumble a lot of this, but who cares? (laughs) 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 Taylor Swift... Used to be on Big Machine Records, which was, like, some other label. And then she moved to a new label, I think, for 1989. That was, like, the first thing off the new label. Someone will fact check this. It'll be in the description. Blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Big Machine Records was bought out by Scooter Braun, who, like is this extremely controversial figure because he's helped a lot of people like uh, D- D- Sia and Justin Bieber etc, et but has also like really been a villain to many others like Tadra Hall and like Taylor Swift right um And so but like her all of her masters, all of her videos, all of her albums, all of her album art were so like bought by scooter Braun. With no... She had no control over it. Then Scooter Braun was... So that happened a while ago. Then Scooter Braun was selling it, and she was trying to buy it. And he would only... She, like, said all of... She's been posting these kind of intermittent, like, notes app Instagram posts. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sad. laughs> um, and so a recent one last week was, like, she was trying to buy it from Scooter Braun, but then, you know, which is already, like, buying the rights to your own, you know. Right. And Taylor Swift really, like, wrote all that music. So it's like, you know, obviously that's whack that that even exists in that way. But then, like, Scooter Braun, according to her, which I think is a reliable source, I think, um, in this case, she said that he would only like open discussion if she would like sign an NDA and like stop bad-mouthing Scooter Braun, which is like very, she says in the post that that's very strange, that that is not normal. (laughs) Um, And so, you know, she wouldn't do that, so she couldn't buy it, so some other person bought it. And then she was like excited about perhaps working with these new people to like, you know, get back the rights to her own music. But then, uh, apparently, whatever rights they have to it now, Scooter Braun still, like, receives profit from it. So if she Mm -hmm. were to work with them, like, she'd still be making money for Scooter Braun. Um, Which is, like, why? It's, like, how does that happen? Like, everyone is Barry Gordying about. (laughs) Intellectual property laws in this country
0: are scary. They're scary territory. But I feel like it's that thing that, like, I have to learn about if I'm
1: going to you know, like, responsibly make stuff and get paid for it. (laughs) I know. I'm thinking the same exact thing as we're doing this workshop at Exeter. And, like, I don't think that there's anyone who is (laughs) at all trying to be malicious, but I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I have to figure out, like, how do I make sure that this actually belongs to me? And that if someone wanted to, like, take it and, (laughs) you know, make money off of it and, like, say it was theirs, like... How would I stop them from doing that? I don't know. It's very weird. It's very strange. Um, it's
0: very strange. fully uh, industry. It is. Which honestly is. brings us right to to what we're trying to talk about today.
1: I know. Um, the last thing I'll say about the Taylor Swift thing, I mean, there will be lots of talk about Taylor Swift on today's episode. Well, I hope not. <laughs> it's the Taylor Swift episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> we love Taylor Swift.
0: <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait! Um, I need to just tell everyone. I need to put you on blast because uh, there was a time. It was a long time, years of time, really. Um, especially starting from when I first met you, where <laughs> I'm so afraid of what you're about
1: to say. Where
0: 1989 was the only album you had downloaded? No, on your that's phone. not
1: true. <laughs> It was one of, like, six albums that mm, I had on my phone. That's very different. Upper bounding it at three. No, no, no. I'll tell you what the albums were. Um, Beyonce self-titled. Absolutely. Uh, Nicki Minaj, The Pink Print. Um, the U2 album. I'm going to go ahead and count that. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no. Because it was on my phone. <laughs> no, no. This is back when I was on Spotify, but I would, like buy an album in Apple Music to, you know, support the up-and-coming artists like Beyoncé and Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> um, <laughs> One Thousand Forms of Fear. Uh, Sia. Oh, my God. Sia we should talk about, but honestly, I don't want to. <laughs> but let's just say disappointment is the word of the day. <laughs> um. Okay, that's four. What did I say? Six?
0: <laughs> and I said Three. I, And one of the ones that the four that you said was the U two album, which we all know doesn't count.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is embarrassing, but one of them was, um, one of them was the works, the Dukes Men album of twenty (laughs) fifteen. Oh,
0: no, 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 no.
1: (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Wow, in such esteemed Um, company. Uh, My phone isn't telling me anymore, but yeah. That's five, which is close to six. So then the sixth was 1989. And I will say that I like 1989. I like some of the songs. I'll say that. I'm not afraid to say that. I think Blank Space is incredible. I famously was saying this to you recently, and you were like, shut up. And I was like, it's really good. It <laughs> kind of hurts my brain how good that song is. <laughs> so I'm gonna be forever. Um here okay, here's T about Taylor. I can't believe we're really talking about Taylor Swift this much. Not um, T about Taylor, the series. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she now is re-recording her masters, and she's gonna like the you know, put out new stuff, like new videos, new whatever. Wow. Which I'm kind of excited for. I think that it a- might actually be good. Um just because she's like I think there'll be new, good production on her voice, which I think I'll enjoy. Um, I think that it's likely that she she has said, like, oh, there's going to be surprises. I think that she'll, like, bring on other people to do the songs with. I think it could be cool. I mean, I, you know, I'm not really... I'm just tired of caring about Taylor Swift you know what I mean? It like went from summer 2015 when it was like oh she's the new pop girl that like we're all supposed to love to like oh no she's cancelled we hate her we hate Taylor and now it's just like I'm just tired of ugh. it's like I don't want to have to have an opinion on Taylor Swift and I don't um, and I think that it could be cool to see some of these old songs come back as new versions like a new version of like You Belong With Me with like I don't know a feature from someone. That would be fun. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just think that it would be cool to see. <laughs> you know, I love new versions of stuff. Well, it's very um future nostalgia, honestly. Conceptually. Well, <laughs> it yeah. is the concept of future Not nostalgia. Not sonically. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what if it is? That'd be cool. I'm just saying we could see, like, some of these songs that are well-written songs could now be produced in really cool, fun, exciting ways. That's what I'm trying to say. Feel it. Feel it. Well, I hope that happens for her. I do, too. However she wants it to happen. I do, too. Queen. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, what well, we are truly here to talk, dissect, discuss, etc., Well, it's funny, because our original plan today was to, um, (laughs) this is not a joke, our original plan was to rank fruits. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is important. Fruit culture, (laughs) very big. And that episode will be coming at at a later date. But today, the Grammy nominations were announced. And they just— And I'm here to dive deep. Yeah, I need—this needs to be talked about, and I need to talk
0: about it with you— and um, I guess people can listen in. <laughs> yeah,
1: this isn't really for any of you all. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for us. <laughs> um, I mean, where to begin? The first, okay, the first thing that I want to say, which actually has nothing to do with the nominations, but with the show itself, is um, Trevor Noah is hosting, which I think is a great choice. I think that Trevor Noah, I haven't watched the show in a long time, like sat and like really watched it, but I think that. He is, I feel like there are kind of two types of late night. There's like the Seth Meyers, Jimmy Fallon, bleh, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, Stephen Colbert side. And then there's like the very news intensive side, Samantha B, John Oliver. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that show, The Daily Show, traditionally, or, you know, when Jon Stewart was running it, and as Trevor Noah has been running it, has been on that Samantha B. Um john oliver side but i feel like i like trevor noah more as kind of the you know more charismatic fun not just news you know what i mean like i feel like he does better on that side and i wish that the, his show like was more conducive to that yeah i feel like i don't know i feel
0: like the show kind of as it as it was inherited by him kind of might yeah like hold
1: him back in some some ways I totally agree. I think he's super funny. I think that he's very charismatic. And I would rather hear, like, his, like, commentary and discussion than, like, him just... I just don't find his show informative in a way that I think is best suited for him. Anyway, I think that something like hosting an award show is actually very well suited for him. So I think that that's a great choice. I think that's... Excited about that.
0: Me too. While you were giving us Trevor Noah, I was like, "Where are we going to start? Where are we going to start? How does one I start?" Know, I what was start like your first top. reaction? The start at the top, the which the top. is <laughs> Beyonce has nine Grammy nominations. That's what I was
1: going to say. And I saw that, and I was like, "Did Beyonce even <laughs> do <it even> anything? <laughs> like for what?" I was <laughs> like, "Did I? Am I forgetting like a new album or so? Like what happened? <laughs> what?" Um, <laughs> I really <laughs> was shocked But, you know We've got the Savage Remix We've got Black Parade Which is what most of these yeah. nominations are for right. And then there's um, a Music film for Black is King And music video for Brown Skin Girl But seeing all these nominations for Black Parade I mean, I love Black Parade But I kind of am like did y'all know that this song? I didn't know anyone listen to this song. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I mean, famously, and I think I'm going to say this so many times as we talk about this, like, you know, this year we didn't really get to listen to music with other people. T. <laughs> so, like, That's true. Yeah. How do we know what everyone loves? Like, I can't. I kind of feel like I have less of a gauge on, like. You know, there's been no dancing. There's been no, like... Right. I don't know. I have not listened to Black Parade, especially that one, like, with anyone else other than, like, myself on my
1: headphones. Right. Right. I've... Yeah, I just am, like... I like... You know, I added it to a playlist. Like, I know how it goes. I think it's a good song. I like it. I've listened to it a lot. But I am just surprised to see it. <laughs> so, At the top. It, it And, like, nomi- the song is nominated, like... At least three or four times. It's like, what on earth? Record
0: of the year, <laughs> song
1: of the year, another one. <laughs> uh, work. <laughs> We've really done our research. Um, R and B performance and R and B song. Wow. I mean, yeah. I what, else, what else? What else were you like? pressa? you know,
0: like what else was like? What's <laughs> happening here? Huh?
1: Um, I mean, I have to say, and this famously is a Jacob Collier Stan podcast, (laughs) I was absolutely shocked to see Jesse Volume 3 nominated for Album of the Year. What? (laughs) And I'm not even like, I don't know that I'm mad at it. I mean, I I kind of want to talk about, to dig into this category a little bit. Mm. But it's, I was surprised to see our girl Jacob Collier up there. It, of all, I don't, I hope he doesn't.
0: (laughs) This is going to sound terrible, and I'm going to say it. I
1: hope he doesn't win for that. (laughs) Because I want him to win for something better. Better, that you like more. Here's my thing about this category. I think that sometimes you get albums... In this category that it's like, oh yeah, everyone was listening to this. I'm thinking about like Beyonce Lemonade. I'm thinking about Taylor Swift 1989. I'm thinking about um, that Billie Eilish album. I'm thinking about uh, uh, the Bruno Mars 24 Karat Magic. It's like, wow. You know, some sometimes there are years where it's like, oh yeah, like this was the album that really dominated. And other times it is not that way. And I'm thinking about two years ago when Casey Musgraves won for Album of the Year. Yeah. And everyone was like, who is Casey (laughs) Musgraves? I feel like that's what this year is going to be because we've got Janae Aiko Chilombo, we've got Black Pumas, which is like, who Who? are the Black Pumas and why are they (laughs) nominated for like eight awards? Um, We've got a Coldplay album that I was not even aware had occurred. I'm trying to, let me pull up the track. I'm like, do I even know any songs off of this album? I literally don't. I'm no. looking at the singles. I don't know any of no, these no. songs. So I'm, like, surprised to see that there. This Jacob Collier album, which, you know, I know, but that's pretty niche. Heim, I love Heim, but, again, pretty niche. <laughs> um, Dua Lipa. I love that Dua Lipa is nominated up here. But, again, it doesn't it seem universal, you know. Interesting. Uh, that one actually seemed, like, really clear to me. Like, if I were going to predict, I think it that would be up there uh-huh. for me. I think it certainly makes sense in the category. I'm glad that it was nominated. Like, it makes sense to me that it was nominated. But just in terms of, like, you know, this isn't, like, an album that everybody knew several songs off of. Maybe it is. Maybe I, yeah, I, it I'm is. kind of, like, skewing for, like, being on gay Twitter and that, like, the gay people <laughs> I know really love Dua Lipa. But I'm, like, you know— It's not, like, Adele. It's not Adele's 25, you know what I mean? In that... I I guess I'm just saying that, like... The last two are the Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding, and Taylor Swift, Folklore. Maybe those two are the exception. But it's just, like, none of these albums really feel like, oh, this is clearly the album that, you know, everyone has been focused on this year. And so, in that way... I kind of think that it could go anywhere. And it and in that way, I think that Jacob Collier could win in the same way that Casey Musgraves could win, because I don't think that there's like a clear place that people are going to, to vote.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what's going to be the outcome of this. Um, but I feel like there is for me, there was one clear like, well, where is she? Like, why wasn't she on the list?
1: And it's Chromatica. Now, see, I love Chromatica. I really Cause, do, but because it, it,
0: wait, 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 because that feels like
1: me. Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait.
1: <laughs> no, please, because uh, that feels <laughs> this like podcast is always me steamrolling through you talking. So please, <laughs> I would love for you to I, go for it.
0: That feels like of anything this year. That was the album that like was everywhere, doing everything. But Kenyan,
1: I think that's because we are gay people. Well, okay, that's what I'm trying to say. The Grammys are gay. No. <laughs> Not true. That's not true. (laughs) Thank you. I just wanted to say those words. (laughs) Um, No. I don't think the Grammys are gay. I don't think the Grammys are, like, gay culture. Well, I mean— I mean, what do I mean by that? I mean that, like, what what am I trying—like— it's not like a car like Carly Rae Jepsen doesn't get nominated, you know what I mean? And I'm trying to see like okay, yes, like Chromatica, Future Nostalgia, these are albums that I really love, but also like, you know, Carly Rae Jepsen's Emotion is an album that I really love. And so I it makes me question, okay, how much of the albums that I really love, how much of that is like yes, this is like something that that industry-wide or, like, recording academy-wide that people really look at and appreciate versus, like, how much of it is just, like, culture. That's what I'm trying to say, is that, like, so much of it is cultural in the way that, like, the Grammys really kind of buck that, that they aren't trying to just do the things that, like, get a lot of plays. That's Mm. what I'm trying to say. Mm. So it's like, yes, obviously, I love Chromatica, I'm sad to see it not nominated for Album of the Year, because I think it totally deserves it. But I also am not surprised, because I think that people look at that, people will look at a Lady Gaga album. I mean, part of it is like, you know, you can kind of get into the psychology of like, why people vote for certain things, and like, you know, not voting for something because you think that someone else is going to vote for it. I feel like that kind of is something that has happened with Chromatica, that enough people were like, Oh, yeah, it's a Lady Gaga album, and people are going to, you know, (laughs) play stuff from it because Lady Gaga is really popular. Um, Or people are going to vote for it because Lady Gaga is really popular. But then it just doesn't actually accrue that much or that many votes because it's like, you know, enough people assume that other people would do it.
0: Right. Well, this makes me think of the Rolling Stones episode. Uh, Uh And I kind of want to pick up where we kind of left off there in the, like— what does this list of things even mean? How did it get even here? Mean? And like, who, like, who, we, we talk about voting and like who gets to decide uh-huh. what the winner is. Then it's like, oh, well, like, okay, yeah, I guess these people were going to vote for these things. And now we're here. Yeah. And it, does this represent anything <laughs> for anybody else?
1: <laughs> I mean, I think that, so we were talking about this briefly earlier. You said the cements that the Grammys are over. And I would say, well, I kind of want to hear more what you think. What you mean when you say that? I just i I see this as
0: not useful anymore. Like, I think the 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 Grammys are over. Kind of position mm-hmm. used to be a lot about like, oh, the Grammys like are racist and sexist, and like, look at all these moments where like, you know, just the the Academy voting process has disenfranchised people, and all of that still comes to play here. But <laughs> I look at this and I'm just like, maybe this is just like not useful anymore. Like crowning winners of categories like this, like song of the year, w- when like, you know, tomorrow I could just upload a song to Spotify. Like maybe this just doesn't like me like just doesn't mean anything anymore because it does not represent anything for our culture Culture well,
1: I feel like that is, <laughs> I feel like that's actually what makes it good. There's, um, I have talked to you often about um, Louis Vertel. He's on Keep It. He knows a lot about like award shows and like the Oscars are his big thing. And he talks about like part of what is good about it, part of what is fun about following something like this is that they don't always get it right and that part of it is is that, like, it is not meant to be— well, I don't know about meant to be, but that it is not most fun when you, like, look at it as the shrine of, okay, this is—like, these are all the things that we have crowned, right? You you said to, to crown something Album of the Year. Like, I think that it is more fun to look at— I mean, fun, enjoyable, use— like, how I find it useful is, like, to look at last year and be like— Everyone like did all this stuff, like put out all this cool new music. There are all these great artists, all these great albums, and the Recording Academy said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," but we only care about Billy Idol. <laughs> <laughs> like that's funny, and I think that what's <laughs> is Grammys I think as that... comedy, <laughs> <laughs> but genuine. Like looking at it as a cultural thing to like kind of. Like a trivia thing to kind of watch and track, but not because it is the arbiter of what is good and what is not, because I think you're totally right that like people don't i mean not to say that no one does this, I think certainly like, and I think that um Casey Musgrave's Golden Hour is a great example of this. I think there are a lot of people who listen to that and listen to Casey Musgraves who literally never would have had she not won that award mm-hmm. um, but I that most people aren't looking to the Grammys and saying, oh, well, I should probably go check this out because, you know, oh, well, now I'm going to listen to a lot of Billie Eilish because she won the award. No, she won the awards because people were already listening to her. And people, you know, you go onto your Spotify or your SoundCloud or your Apple Music or whatever, and you listen to whatever the hell you listen to. I think that, I guess it is over. I agree in that, in terms of, like, this is not the sole arbiter of, like, what we listen to and what we find important. And I think that that actually is, I think that for me makes it more fun. Now that, of course, (laughs) I don't mean to say that it is fun to have, you know, silos of white supremacy and patriarchy and misogyny. Like that, that is bad. But, and I still am totally down with being critical of, of these things when they uplift those kinds of, tropes. But right. I think that I get less upset about, you know, oh well, uh, uh, Chromatica didn't wasn't nominated for album of the year. Like that doesn't change how I feel about <laughs> Chromatica. And I think doesn't change how Chromatica is accepted culturally. Um, yeah, I does that make sense? Well, I mean, that
0: makes that makes a lot of sense to me and it also sounds like a very i don't I don't know a lot of people personally who maybe think that way, you know, like I think okay. lots of people still look at the Grammys to like tell them what the experts say is wow. good music
1: I guess I just don't you
0: know, which is like I funny to us so. I guess yeah, but and I think artists then like what do what do artists get to do with it at the end of the day because it's like you know you have somebody's bio on their website, and it's like you know three-time Grammy award-winning, well, does that mean anything? Do I put that first? Do I put that
1: last? Do I include that? Do I right. uplift that? I, like- think that? I think that that is a a big question about where I'm coming at it from. Because my suspicion is that it actually does not mean that much. As in, I think that it certainly is a plus if you have it. But I think that not having it does not mean that someone's going to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to work with you. I'm not going to consider you, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder in the industry how much this actually means. And I I suspect that it does not mean that much. I kind of— As as in, like, I I don't know. I think that if you have the good music and you get your foot in the door and you have the people that— You know, obviously, like, you need people to listen. And I do think that the Grammys do open a door to, like, having more people listen to your thing— But I feel like for the most part, I don't know. I just don't think that it changes that much about, at least when it comes, perhaps when it comes to, like, making money, purely, like, making money, and not, like, making a living, but, like, making a living versus, like, getting a multi-million dollar contract. I think that it, it makes a difference when it is about, like, being a super famous star versus, like, just being a person who does this. But I think that there are... I, I, I don't think that not getting nominated for Grammys means that, like... Or, or... What am I trying to say? I think that the people who are getting nominated already are at a level... Like, there literally is a barrier to entry. Like, you have to sell a certain number of of copies to get nominated. Right. We, of course, have looked into it because we (laughs) wanted (laughs) our uh, Grammy worthy (laughs) a cappella album to get a nomination. Um, But I think that when you're already at that level where you're getting nominated, I don't think that it truly makes that much of a difference whether you were nominated or not. And maybe that is all well and good for me to say because I'm not close to the realm of being nominated for a Grammy. But yeah, I don't know. And I I mean when people talk about like the big snubs, like one of the big snubs of this year is the weekend. The weekend doesn't get not didn't get nominated for anything at all.
0: Not a snub. Which
1: I <laughs> Which I personally am like, I don't think the music is that good, so I don't really care. But people are like, you know, Blinding Lights was like the biggest song of the summer. And this is an album that a lot, a lot of people have listened to. And to that, I'm like, okay, yeah, him not getting a Grammy nomination doesn't mean that like, oh, now people aren't going to write. Like, he's about to do the Super Bowl. Like, it doesn't matter. right? Um, But, yeah. So in that way, I'm kind of like, I don't know how much this actually—I think that of the big four— Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. I think that Tony is the one that's like, you need to win the award to get the, to get the publicity, to get people to pay a ticket to come sit in your show. Otherwise, you are not going to, you know, succeed. <laughs> um, but I feel like for the other ones, the Grammys included, I just don't think that it... I think it's just at such a high tier that it's like it doesn't actually do that much of any difference. Can I can I also say something else? I'm really rambling here. <laughs> um, I see a lot of talk on Twitter about like, and you know, talk on Twitter, what does that even mean? Um, And who is that coming from? But I see a lot of people talking on Twitter about, oh, well, the Grammys are X, Y, and Z, and they shouldn't have as much power, and we just shouldn't care, blah, blah, blah. But then I also see people on Twitter, again, you know, not that those are the same people, but I think that we also have a cultural sentiment of, like, you know, when the A- the AMAs were yesterday or something. <laughs> they are like, two days ago. And people are like, I don't care about this. <laughs> and it's like, well, because <laughs> I, you know. And, of course, you know, those probably aren't the same exact people saying that, but it's like, okay, then let's care about the other stuff. Like, if we want to... <laughs> <laughs> if we want this one award show, if we think this one award show should not matter as much, then like let's care about the other stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, there's caring about stuff.
0: You got to find about, find out about the stuff, and everyone's, uh, you know, taught giving you, you know, steer clear of the algorithm these days. <laughs> this feels like, you know, the, <laughs> the the low tech algorithm. Like the Grammy Nominations Award list comes out, and you say, "Oh, these are the things I should pay attention to." Like, you know, you and I both haven't heard about what what are they called <laughs> um the black, black Poo Poo <laughs> <laughs> but now well, are about to blow up <laughs> <laughs> well i'm I'm going to go listen to them, right? Because they right. appeared on this list, and I haven't heard about them, But to be in the conversation because it's guided by this list and this academy, I'm going to go get informed. And so this is like, I feel like it's like Spotify suggesting me, these are the songs that you should listen to, but just in a low-tech way. And in that way, this like still like in an filtering. an way. Yeah, like filtering out and in, like, you know, th- listen to this and not this. I just would never have listened to the Black Pumas. Well, i I mean, I can't really say that, you know,
1: but... <laughs> You don't know for sure, but you had not heard of them before today, right? <laughs> right. As well, <laughs> right? And it's like—I mean—that's it exactly all... how I feel about Casey Musgraves.
0: Oh well, no, but great before. <laughs> 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 no, before before that won the Grammy, we were all
1: listening to that. Okay, me—I'm talking about me. No, you <laughs> listened to that with us. I didn't. Everyone would sing "Slow Burn," but I did not know who Casey Musgraves was. She wasn't getting the streams from me.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're cents <laughs> I just, uh,
1: I don't know who, I guess there are people like this out there. Not, I'm not trying to be snobby about it. I just don't know who's like, what shall I listen to? Let me go to the Grammys and see what they say. You know, like, I think that it does, gra- I think it does grant more audience. I don't want to deny that. Obviously it does. Having people talking about your thing like means that more people are gonna listen to it. But I also think that it is not I don't know. I think that it's not a barrier for I, I think that not getting nominated doesn't mean that you're not going to have people listen to your stuff. And I think that there have be I think Spotify in particular has made it so easy for people to find audiences. Because of algorithms, which like, you know, I famously am kind of anti the algorithm, but I think that they've, you know, you have your Discover Weekly every week and they're like, oh, you listen to this one huge artist? Like, here's a little indie artist that like, you know, our computers have determined that people who like that like this. And so like, we're going to push that to you too. I mean, I think just as easily as
0: like the unknown undiscovered get like filtered in you know, other unknown and undiscovered get filtered out. It's like the the siloing of Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for these. Like, of course. It's like watching extremist views somehow come to dominate some section of the of internet. Course. It's like, oh, well, really no one was paying attention to this, but we made them pay attention. And really,
1: everyone should pay attention to this, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, Everyone should pay attention to truth, but truth doesn't, you know, make money or whatever. Right. Um, I mean, that's true. I don't want to deny that that's true. Um, I feel
0: like the category where we where this matters the most is best new artist, or where this is like really clearly seen. Is it like are these people who were undiscovered and like you know just just waiting to come to the fore? But it's like K. Tronada's well, been out here.
1: F- Few Bridges. Here's what I. I think actually that Best New Artist is evidence of what I'm talking about. Because it's like, we already know the people. We have been known the people who get nominated. Right. I, I
0: absolutely it's like agree.
1: we didn't need them to get a Grammy nominated. Like, looking at this, who do I know off of this list? Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> you know, people like Megan Thee Stallion and Doja Cat. <laughs> but like, Phoebe Bridgers, Kate Trinata, even Noah Cyrus. Like, I know who these people are before them getting nominated for it a Grammy Award. So I think that, like, that to me is evidence of, like, okay, yeah, in the, cer- like, if I'm really paying attention, or not even, just like, if I'm listening to stuff, like, you're you're gonna stumble across these people. Like I knew Phoebe Bridgers because someone that I knew liked a Phoebe Bridgers song and showed it to me and then I listened to it. I knew Doja Cat because that Moo song <laughs> was really popular, like, two years ago. Um, you know, I've known Catronata for years because like I like listening to that <laughs> I like listening to that kind of house style music, and that was an up-and-coming name in that realm. So I think that at least from my perspective, <laughs> at least from where I am, <laughs> that like again, I think that whether Katronata had gotten this nomination or not would not have affected, oh, is Catronata going to con- well, you know, I don't know the <laughs> financial ins and outs and intimacies of Kejonada. But, like, you know, I think that it's just the difference between, like, making a ton, a ton of money and just, like, you know, making the living that they were already making. I feel That's that. what I think, that's the difference that I think the Grammys makes.
0: And it's like, I'd, I'd love for all my favorite artists to, like, be comfortable <laughs> <laughs> right. But also, you know, <laughs> concentrations of wealth anywhere are what problematic. Tea. So, uh,
1: Absolutely uh, tea. Uh, um okay, we talked about album of the year a little bit. I just I want to talk about folklore a little bit more. Okay. I just have to admit <laughs> that I haven't listened to it. <laughs> Nor have I. So I don't know why and we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that earlier when I was saying that like you know, there wasn't an album that kind of felt like the the front-runner. The only maybe exception to that, I think, would be Folklore. But I think that a lot of people just haven't listened to it because they haven't cared to. Um, and I just wanted to clarify that. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I don't even really listen to Janae Aiko, but I love that she's nominated. I think that's great.
0: <laughs> Me too. Um... I'm, I'm going through, I like, I'm stopping on, I find myself like hanging up on best pop solo for performance, um, <laughs> and like best dance recording, best dance electronic album. let well,
1: uh, say, say more. Why
0: I are like, these tripping you up? Because I expected to see Chromatica in each one of these places
1: and it's not there. Well, hmm. I think there's another question about this that I would love to know more about. That is about like what gets nominated, because I think that for best pop solo performance that the singles get nominated, which I think for Chromatica means that uh, "Stupid Love" and "911" got nominated because those are the two singles, mm-hmm. and I don't think that either of those it looking at what else is in this category, that makes sense to me. I am surprised that there is so much Justin Bieber support here. (laughs) Not support, that's not what I mean. (laughs) But like... like, From whence do you come? (laughs) Like, Yummy is not... for me. Um, Changes was not great. I just (laughs) am a little shocked to see how many... (laughs) I think he has three nominations. I think Justin Bieber has three nominations. I'm just, yeah. I'm surprised by that. Um, I will say that best pop vocal album, that is a tight category. <laughs>
0: <If> <laughs> like, you to it really it, could go anyway. If you had to call it, who'd it be? Right now, we've got Changes, Justin Bieber, Chromatica, Lady Gaga, Feature Nostalgia, Dua Lipa, Fine Line, Harry Styles, and Folklore,
1: Taylor Swift. Um, I mean, I hope that it does not go to Justin Bieber, um, but I, I genuinely, honestly, could see it going to any of those people. I think they all have like, and the only reason why I say it could go to Justin Bieber is because it made it to the nominations in the first place, (laughs) which I'm totally shocked by. (laughs) So it's like, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I could not guess.
0: Okay. Kind of silly question. I want (laughs) to know what best traditional pop vocal album means. (laughs) (laughs) Means. I mean, there are so many categories that are like, this is a, it's interesting words that you've kind of chosen here to.
1: Traditional pop vocal album is like jazz that isn't that jazzy. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's literally what that means, I think. So, like Michael Bublé, Harry right. Connick Jr. is right up in here. Exactly. Renee Zellweger on the Judy album. Wild. <laughs> um, by the way, Harry Connick Jr. is up for
0: his album, True Love. Colon, a celebration of Cole Porter. And I'm just going to say it again, the Grammys are gay. So,
1: (laughs) I think that's actually extremely straight. (laughs) I'll just say that. Um, Okay, how about this? All of the... um, Not all. But men... Oh, wait. Wait, wait, wait. No. What am I trying to say? Shut up. (laughs) That there are a lot of women nominated in the rock categories. I'm so glad you brought us here. Um, In fact, in Best Rock Performance, six nominees, all women. That's amazing. That's fierce. That's amazing for the genre. Um, That's amazing for the
0: Grammys. That's amazing for our life and our culture. Um, Exactly. And what's funny is, I'm, I'm glad we're here because... The name early on this year, on everybody's (laughs) lips, was Fiona Apple. The
1: name on everybody's (laughs) lips is gonna be Apple. Thank you. (laughs) You know, it was like Fiona Apple released
0: this record. It's like one for the ages. Right. And I'd... Three nominations. Right? Like, where was it? up at the top over there at, at Best uh, Album. Um, right.
1: Best. What a word. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, I mean, it, it's kind of on the flip side of what's happening in rock performance. Um, in R&B album, we only have men nominated. Which is not great to say that. Do
0: you think that means anything? If you are going to try to like extrapolate anything about
1: that? Um, I mean, I think that that means that there is still obviously work to do in terms of, you know, we had talked before at some point on this podcast about, um, like music being from like music culture being a, masculine culture and being from a, a male man's perspective a male man's perspective <laughs> um, and i think that that still is true but i think that like i think that it is getting better i think that it's bad that there isn't i don't know i'm i'm not trying to justify it but i do think that like you know there were only women nominated in the rock performance category, so I don't want to be like, oh, well, this all is all bad and nothing has changed. I don't think that's true. I just think there's more work to do. That's what I mean to say, is that there's more work to do. Right, right. (laughs) What do you think that means? I also kind of am like, sorry, let me let you answer the question (laughs) that I just (laughs) asked you.
0: (laughs) The absurdity. I mean i'm I'm out here looking at just like there are five rock categories if you include best metal performance and best alternative music album. and there are five r and b categories. Mm-hmm. Um, and the I mean, really, the gender divide is actually kind of stark between them. It's like, wow, men are out here really dominating r and b, and there's a lot more space for non- male people in the rock categories. And I'm thinking about what gets plays right now. And so, so much of what I think makes top 40 music is rap, R&B influenced, trap. It's like in that category. Um, And that's that's just where, where the focus is. And so I wonder if that's, if because the focus is in these genres right now, because those are big and popular music, there's more space in other genres. I'm you know, air quotes around the word genre because what even does that mean? What does that mean?
1: I mean, I but kind of would push back that I would. I don't think that the R&B categories are male-dominated. I think certainly best R&B album is male-dominated because there are only men nominated in that category. But we've got Beyonce, we've got Lettucey, we've got Yabba, yeah, we've got Chloe and Hallie, we've got Her, we've got uh, Janae Aiko, we've got Emily K. Kay- like, there are... There are definitely people, absolutely, yeah. but like, I mean, percentage-wise, I,
0: I mean, each category is majority. Okay.
1: Oh, what do you think about, um, <laughs> what do you think about progressive R&B album as the new name of this category?
0: <laughs> so here's where it also all breaks down. Here's where all of this becomes absurd again. I mean, we already said uh, genre. What are you? What is progressive R and B? I mean, looking at the names, I can piece it together. Free Nationals, you know that's Anderson Pack and the Gang. Robert Glasper's like kind of jazz influenced hip hop moment. Thundercat, Janae Ico. Like, I get it. I get what you're saying. But just like, what?
1: Like, what are these words anymore? <laughs> what would you if you had to name that category, what would you name it? Oh
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing I don't know if I don't know if naming things works anymore <laughs> If anything
1: <laughs> My name doesn't work. Your name gone. <laughs> I just think it's so interesting that like i I do think about this a lot. I do think that r and b is a made up category um. Particularly, like, hip-hop and R&B is, like, girl, that can mean anything. <laughs> um, but I don't think that about—I'm looking at the other categories. Like, pop makes sense to me. Traditional pop makes sense to me as, like, you know, what popular music was 70 years ago. <laughs> um... Like, well, rock, rap, like, these are country. These are all things that, like, make sense to me. Why is it that R&B, like, what should it be instead of r and I think there are two things about it. Like,
0: yes, it makes, se- like, two things about a, a category. Um, mm-hmm. And it's sense makingness <laughs> or okay. lack thereof. Go off. Where it's like, okay, like, do I know what you mean by this? and also is this a, a big enough group to merit having a whole category like best rap performance versus best melodic rap performance i know what those mean i like i know the difference by the words i know what those words are but it's like do i want different nominations
1: for those like wh- why well melodic rap used to be um rap sung it used to be rap slash sung performance, I think, and that that actually is a new name as well. Um, <laughs> I mean, I think that that makes. <laughs> I think that that makes sense. I get it that makes the, sense. I absolutely like that in particular because it's more nominees. Because well, here we have eleven songs nominated, whereas we could have just had five. Right, and so that's that's
0: kind of where I'm getting to, which is like, so just the more words you put to distinguish things, kind of arbitrarily, the more you get to nominate things, yeah. The less, like, the more absurd this appears on its surface than just kind of like
1: <laughs> hiding in the background. <laughs>
0: you know but what I'm I saying? I think that's
1: good. Like, I think, like, I would love for the Grammys to be like the Emmys in that there are 400 awards <laughs> <more laughs> given every year. <laughs> Well, and
0: you know, ha, you know, more than half of them are off-screen. It's right. like, then and, and I guess that's also brings me back to the Grammys being over. It's like <laughs> as it tries to do better and you know, change from urban contemporary, you know, change category titles from being explicitly racialized to just <laughs> implicitly racialized. <laughs> um <laughs> And as we add more categories, it's like, oh, you're like, you're just building in your own obsolescence. (laughs) Half of these things aren't going to be right on air. Half of these things, no one's going to take the time to watch or care about. And then it's like, okay.
1: But I think that that's good. (laughs) I I think that the obsolescence is like optimal. I think that's actually the optimal position for the Grammys to be in. (laughs) For any award (laughs) show to be in. (laughs) To be like... Yeah, we give out a ton of them, and <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter, and it's fun to talk about, and whatever.
0: Honestly, I'm right there with you. Uh, well, I don't know if it becomes more fun to talk about, actually, for me. Work. Um, Which is fine. I think that's well, great. I'm just like, I could just make my own. <laughs> and then have
1: more to say. <laughs> um, so no, no suggestion on the R&B rename? On the Progressive R&B album rename. Um, instead of Progressive, what about like, uh, you know, Progressive seems
0: very future looking, like mm-hmm. very, tw- you know, towards the frontier. So what about mm-hmm. like r b sci-fi? <laughs>
1: yeah, I like that. I like that. That's excellent. How excellent. Mm. No, keep going. (laughs) Nope, that's all. (laughs) It's so weird to me. Um, so
0: it's interesting because as we as we descend the list, we get into categories that are just less mainstream, that actually (laughs) then to me kind of mean more. You know, like best pop. It's like, okay, that's not even a genre. That's just like. What does everyone listen to and
1: what makes the most
0: money? (laughs) Pop.
1: (laughs) Yes and no. I actually think the thing that makes the most money now is rap. (laughs) Well. Like, I actually think that, like, trap music is, like, what is probably making more money than, like, Harry Styles' fine Rap (laughs) features on pop songs. Not nominated in the pop category.
0: Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um I mean I think there's a whole other conversation to be had about what is pop and and I honestly want to have that. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um like are there the 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 characteristics of pop music? Um but mm-hmm. you know as as if you were to trace it through time pop looks like so many different things just depending on what decade you're in. But as you descend the list, you know, getting into like best gospel album or um, best uh, Latin rock or tropical Latin album, it's like, oh, these feel like more like scenes to me. They feel more like meaningful categories and like, here's the stuff that a lot of people listen to. Sure, yeah. Um, but then also, because they, it's,
1: it's the stuff that fewer people listen to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I meant to say about Megan while we were talking about Megan the Stallion, who I hope wins that award for Best New Artist. Um you've gotta listen to this new Megan album. I need to. It's so good. She's excellent. It's called good news. I don't even have specific ones to shout out, because it just is all so she just is so good. And the third oh, the one that I will specifically shout out is um <laughs> The first track, "Shots Fired," uh, is like you know a diss track against you know who, wow. and it is good. Like she's really going for it. <laughs> That's important. It is. It really is. Wow, it's a really important
0: question. What do you think best recording package is? Read me the nominees. (laughs) We've got Everyday Life, Pilar Zeta, from something to do with Coldplay. It's like art. (laughs) They're all art directors. Oh, it's the album artwork, question mark? But why is it called a recording package?
1: Because it's the package of the recording comes in. I mean, yes, but it's also called (laughs) album artwork. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe they're trying to be expansive.
0: Oh, work. Okay. And also, I guess as things get more and more digital, you know, recording pack... We've got to stick up for actual physical discs and and whatnot.
1: <laughs> okay. Gotta stick up for the physical disc. <laughs> okay, best recording package. Um, Miss Meryl Streep is nominated. Let's just say that uh, for... <laughs> For a reading of Charlotte's Web. Um, And she does not yet have a Grammy Award, and I would love for her to have one. Wow. What would that take her to? Uh, That would take her to Ego. Ego,
0: Ego. (laughs) Very that. When when the categories get more specific and more niche, then I (laughs) feel like they do a good, like, do the good work of, like, oh, these are... Like, of, of, of surfacing people that, like, otherwise would not have gotten a recognition. Um, you know, like, absolutely, in, in pop or R&B or rap, it's like, okay, all these people, they'd be fine, you know, with or without this Grammy. But, uh-huh. you know, in best global music album, it's like, oh, this actually might be huge for somebody like, really might make or break something. Not break something, but just make something. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that... Still, the, the like, record sales thing is absolutely a barrier.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, i i I would be interested to know just how much of a difference it makes. Because I feel like if it is not already popular, I feel like it just already is popular to the people that know it. Well. With the exception (laughs) of... (laughs) That, of course. (laughs) Shut up. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It already is known by the people who listen. (laughs) Um, I just don't think that, like, I know that I don't. Let me speak from the I perspective. I don't, like, go comb through the rest of the nominations. Um, I don't imagine that most people do. I feel like people just listen to the stuff that, like, they do listen to already <laughs> and then are happy when it wins an award. Um, And so maybe it does, like, you know, grant people access to more, s- more stuff, but I just think there are so many people who don't get nominated for anything all the time. Or don't get nominated for Grammy Awards all the time. I think that people just look too different. I think, sure, there are a lot of of people and places and institutions and labels and studios that like really look to the Grammys. But I don't know that, I just don't know that it is that way anymore. I just don't think that you have to have Grammys to have an audience because people are so directly connected to their audiences and can be connected to such niche specific audiences through streaming platforms that it's like, you don't need to go, people don't need to go and look at, oh, here's what was nominated for Grammys or American Music Awards or Billboard Music Awards or whatever, because they can be, you know, people don't listen to the radio anymore. So it's like, you know, why would they need to, like the algorithm is already plugging them into the the people.
0: For sure. Um, And I think, I mean, I feel you on audience by and large. I think having a Grammy never hurts.
1: Well, um, I absolutely agree. But then there's also, and I definitely the, think in the big category, in the big four, it's big because mm-hmm. those are the ones that like mean the most. But then in the rest of them, it's like, yeah, whatever. And there's also just the credibility aspect of it, um, which I think like
0: as much as we're sitting here being like, Grammys, uh, this is this is fun and and just inventing its own obsolescence. I mean, <laughs> to be like to to. If someone calls you up and is like, hey, want to work with me on something? And you go to their website and it's like, oh, they won two Grammys in, you know, best children's music album and best reggae album. You don't know that. It's just like multiple Grammy award winner. And like that is instant credibility and prestige that like absolutely carries
1: in our culture. I agree. I just also think, I'm thinking about who is the person who's like, oh, they haven't won any Grammys, so I'm not going to do it. I'm sure that those people exist. It's just like, how much does that really... That's what I'm trying to say. Is that it's like, not... Like, when someone gets does not get nominated, either they already are The weekend, and it's like, okay, it doesn't really matter if you're nominated or not, because you're The weekend. You have millions of fucking... I think the thing that matters is how many streams you have. And not to say that the Grammys doesn't open you up to wider audience. I think, of course, it does. I just think that there are a lot more ways to get connected to that audience now and that that is the thing that matters more. If people listen to your stuff and like your stuff, then they will work with you, whatever. They may not give you, like, you know, a million-dollar Target ad, (laughs) but I I think that that's where the difference is made. And all of this is in you know, only certain
0: circles. Like... Right. Like, certain stuff carries weight for certain people. Um, Right. And it's like, well, the Latin Grammys are a thing. So maybe that just means more to people who listen to a lot of Latin music. Yeah. Um, Any final
1: thoughts? No,
0: go ahead. You were going to say something a long time ago.
1: I wasn't. I think it was about Meryl Streep.
0: Oh, <laughs> I have no final thoughts. No, no. Actually, I do have a binary for you, which oh, is: Jesus. Um,
1: <laughs> Are you Grammy award winning or aren't you? Um, I identify as Grammy award winning, actually. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's the side of the binary that I fall on. Work. What about you?
0: Just to balance the scales, I'm bucking <laughs> the trend, and I'm saying, who needs a Grammy?
1: I'm not Grammy Work. Well, you keep saying that when I have my million-dollar Target deal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Work. Well, here we are. And there they go. All the nominees... Off to the Grammys, looking their best. <laughs> This'll
1: have to be somebody's distanced, you know. But I think that'll be fine. It'll Just be look fine. Look at a new round of of distance performances. That'll be great. I hope someone does something interesting. I think it's safe to
0: say someone will do something interesting. <laughs> <laughs> look at you having so much faith.
1: <laughs> Me is <laughs> <as> being jaded. <laughs> Absolutely jadisha. <laughs> Jadisha (laughs) Jadkins. Please exit the stage, Jadisha. Well, until then. Oh my God, this episode's coming out on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thankful for you. I'm thankful for the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) This must finish now. Our next episode is going to be in December. Can you believe this year is over? Jesus Christ. It didn't really happen, though. So how could it be over? Nothing happened. Other than a global pandemic and a national election. But, you know, other than that, <laughs> what really happened? <laughs> nothing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. In the year where nothing happened. That sounds like it
1: could be nominated for Best Science Fiction R&B. <laughs> It's Serving Me a Year Without Rain, and famously, Selena was not nominated for anything this year. Well. <laughs> and clearly, that's not working because she's continuing to make music, when she wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe they should nominate her, and then she'll stop.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. When the Grammys become kind of inversely proportional.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, once you win the Grammy, it's like, no, please, please don't nominate for for Grammy please <laughs> when the Grammys become the Razzies
0: wow when Grammy met Razzie
1: when Grammy met <laughs> Razzie title of show when Grammys attack all this and more in the sci-fi and <laughs> <laughs> category amazing
0: this has to stop yeah <laughs> Tommy's gonna take this all the way right we love that you love, we love that.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Jerome, that's me, and Kenyon, that's him. With music by Sophia Campo Moore and art by Griffin Keller. Drop us a line at welovethatpodcast at gmail.com.
0: Bye!